I think what's great about the challenge is that physical activity isn't just defined as, you know, I'm going to hit this hard, I'm going to lift weights, grunt, do CrossFit. I mean, physical activity can just really be anything that gets your heart rate going and gets you moving. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. My name is Lacey Wolf, and I am the coordinator for statewide well-being initiatives at the Employees Retirement System of Texas. This week, I had the opportunity to interview Leslie Jimenez, who is the statewide wellness coordinator for the Texas Department of State Health Services. Leslie and I have worked closely together for close to five years now because we have a shared mission of improving the health of the state's workforce. In this episode, Leslie will share what she does in her role at DSHS, how she supports all of our state agencies and higher education institutions, how the Get Fit Texas challenge became what it is today. She'll also share some success stories from participants in this year's challenge and why she's passionate about what she does for the state of Texas. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. All right. So welcome, Leslie. It is so good to have you on the Walk and Talk podcast. This is the first podcast that I am publishing. It's been quite a while since I actually put together an episode, and I thought you would be the perfect person to interview, especially since we're in the middle of the Get Fit Texas Challenge. Actually, as we're recording this, we started week eight today, so um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we get this out before the, the challenge ends, but thank you for joining me, and I look forward to just hearing more about what you do and, and the challenge. Thanks, Lacey. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. And yes, I'm excited to be the first one in a while. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you know, the goal is really to get out and do some physical activity, do something good for your health. Maybe it's folding laundry or something in the house, but doing something as you listen to the podcast, it's going to benefit your health. Um, so let's, Leslie, let's just get started. I wanted just to ask if you could share a little bit about your background, tell everybody a little what you do hobbies, anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Um, so I'm a native Texan, born in Houston. I've lived in several parts of the state. Um, academically, I have degrees in public health and applied anthropology. Um, I've been with DSHS since 2018 in the Community Health Improvement Division um, in the Health Promotion and Chronic Disease Prevention section in the obesity and worksite wellness branch. A lot of words going on, uh, but it really describes the work that we do. Um, And prior to coming to DSHS, I was a a project coordinator um, at the UNT Health Science Center School of Public Health, focused on maternal and child health. You have done a lot of things and our our paths certainly cross with my role at ERS quite a bit. And so I've really been enjoy getting to work with you on many projects and initiatives. And uh, yeah, I know you have a wealth of knowledge and experience and education. What do you like to do in your personal time? I have um, a pretty small family. It's just my husband. We have a 15-year-old daughter and an almost two-year-old son. Um, We also have a pit bull mix named Chief and then a bearded dragon named Smog. So if you are a Hobbit or Lord of the Rings fan, you would get that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I think a lot. Of the state workforce will know. Yeah. Um, so my hobbies, I do like baking and cooking. Um, I do cakes and cookies on the side uh, for fun. Lacey, I know I probably showed you a couple pictures of my work. And then we just love being outside as a family, you know, walking our dog, visiting playgrounds, uh, taking advantage of all the parks that we have around in Texas. Yes, absolutely. We have so many great resources and 
the Austin area, really across the state of Texas for, you know, just being outside. So very, very cool. And I know that, you know, we talk a lot about kind of finding the flow state that making baking and cake and cookie decorating must be that for you, right? Like it's this kind of mindful activity, I'm sure. Yes, it definitely is. It does take some time and some focus and it's it's a balanced thing. So, you know, with healthy eating, I mean, it's okay for you to have some cake and cookies sometimes. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a muffin kick lately. I've been making a lot. I've, I've been really enjoyed baking lately too. So, um, all right. So tell everybody a little bit about your, your title is you are the statewide wellness coordinator, which is a really big job. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about what all that entails, what you do? Sure. So DSHS um, has designated this position. It's mandated in statute under government code 664. Um, it's the State Employees Health, Fitness, and Education Act. Um, so it designates the creation of a model wellness program that the statewide wellness coordinator um, is in charge of to improve just the health and wellness of state employees. So this act was created acknowledging that, you know, the health of state employees is really important. Um, so my role is just to provide guidance to coordinators to help them develop and sustain their wellness programs. Yeah, that's this a very important code in our world, 664. And I'll drop a link to the code in our show notes just in case anybody wants to go back and read it. But it is the code that allows people time off for doing your anal preventive visit and uh, your and your online health risk assessment. What all, what all other things are included in that? Sure. Um, it's guidance on or for wellness coordinators, wellness committees, uh, wellness policy changes, the objectives that we would like to include in wellness programs. So things like healthy eating, physical activity, uh, tobacco cessation, stress, stress management, um, supporting preventive screenings and lactation support for nursing parents. Yeah. Um, the resources could look like providing policy examples uh, for tobacco-free campuses, helping um, sites become mother-friendly designated, um, campaigns for encouraging an HRA or health risk assessment, or just promotion of healthy behaviors like Get Fit Texas. Yes. Great segue, Leslie. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Get Fit a little bit because it's definitely one of the kind of the bigger things, you know, that you and I are involved with as far as the number of people that are engaged. The Get Fit Texas Challenge has grown year over year. Can you talk just a little bit about, for those who don't know about Get Fit, what is it? Where did it come from? How many people are participating and and all the sort of details of the challenge? So if you have been a state employee for a while prior to Get Fit, there was a Texas Roundup Health and Fitness Initiative. Um, so that was started in 2004 um, in conjunction with an annual governor's challenge. From the governor's challenge, all Texans were encouraged to exercise 30 minutes a day, five days a week for six weeks. So this challenge was designated for organizations and families who just wanted to work together as a team to improve their health um, just by completing the minimum amount of recommended physical activity. In this challenge, awards were given to states, cities, um, I'm sorry, state agencies, corporations, schools organizations, and just um, different groups from the governor. So this challenge or the governor challenge and the Texas Roundup actually ended in 2010. 
Um, so in 2013, DSHS decided to pick this back up and issued the challenge of the fittest state agency. And um, so that's how Get Fit really started. So a little bit about Get Fit. So agencies are organizing groups based on size, um, full-time employee size. So we have small, like less than 51, ranging all the way to your large agencies, which are greater than 5,000 full-time employees. Um, the winning agency from each group uh, is determined by the highest number of completion percentages for the challenge. So to complete the challenge, someone must earn six stars by becoming physically active for 150 minutes for at least six out of the 10 weeks of the challenge. Um, and then the top three agencies in each size category won a trophy and some bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just the, the competition aspect of this challenge really does motivate agencies, higher education institutions, um, especially leadership. Like at ERS, we have, I'm just going to give a little brag here on our agency. <laughs> We've won five years in a row and our executive director is very competitive with the Get Fit Texas Challenge. Every week in his director email, we get a reminder, don't forget to log your minutes. <laughs> and and we earn time off for participating. You know, at ERS, we get a full day off if we do all 10 weeks of the challenge. We get four four hours off if we do the six weeks out of 10. And so people really do get engaged and involved. And it's it's such a great initiative, Leslie. I'm just so happy that we have the opportunity to participate in things like this. Can you talk about how many people are engaged? How many people are participating this year? Yes. So as of this morning, we have over 36,200 participants. So that's actually a record for the challenge this year. And I think it's really neat just because we've incorporated more higher education institutions and just getting more and more organizations involved with Get Fit. And that really is the ultimate goal of Get Fit. Um, I think what's great about the challenge is that physical activity isn't just defined as, you know, I'm going to hit this hard. I'm going to lift weights, grunt, do CrossFit. I mean, physical yeah. activity can just really be anything that gets your heart rate going and gets you moving. So I think that's really great about the challenge. What do you like to do? What's your favorite way to get fit? Oh, so um, since the weather has been super nice, I've been going outside a lot with my son. So yeah. he is learning how to scooter right now. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> we scoot along our neighborhood. Um, we try to take walks almost every day when the weather is nice and just really getting outside walking. And then if I may be lacking on some physical activity that week, I'll always count cleaning because that's one of the choices. So, I mean, I think most of us clean every week. So that's really low hanging fruit if you need to get your minutes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Even the other day, I normally will do a drive through car wash and it was a beautiful day. It was a weekend. And I was like, I'm going to do my car wash because that's one of the things you can do <laughs> in minutes, like, you know, cleaning, like to your point. And I was outside. It felt really good and moving, moving my body. So some, some agencies we know, and I talked a little bit about what we're doing at ERS by giving, you know, the time off. What else happened? Like the agencies that win year over year, we tend to see the same agencies sort of rising to the top. Can you talk a little bit just about what those agencies are doing that may be different? than other agencies that do not end up at the top of the list when it comes to the fittest agencies. Yes, competition is very fierce in some of these size categories. Um, <laughs> these agencies really pride themselves on you know, placing first, second, or third. Um, I think they just really immerse themselves in the challenge. 
Um, there are so many communications and prep work that goes out before even the start of the challenge. During the challenge, there's regular touch points from the coordinators, just letting them know, hey, you should log your minutes or we have this going on. You should join. Um, just that regular communication. And then, of course, an incentive is always nice that ties your participation with the challenge or even based on the results of the challenge. I feel like that really motivates agencies to meet their goals. Yes. I think that institutional support is a really big thing too. Like you said, your executive director reaches out to your staff to let them know, you know, participate in the challenge and log your minutes. I think just leading by example um, and just having like supervisors that are supportive of taking the time during the workday um, and even coworkers encouraging others to join the challenge. Yes. And what I notice is, you know, in ERS, and I've heard people talk about this in our agency, when our leadership says, hey, participate in this challenge, it sort of makes you feel like it's okay for me to go for a 20-minute walk during my workday because my agency supports me being healthy. And that's, I mean, it's just a, it's a mindset and a culture-building opportunity, I think, for leadership as well. So one of the things that I love about the platform that has been de really developed over the last couple of years is this area where people can write their success stories. They can share, you know, information. You have sort of a board, a bulletin board on the site where people can share information, like what motivates you. Can you talk about some of those stories or some, maybe, or there are a few of those that maybe have really been motivational for you? I really highly encourage everyone to check out this share your story page on the site. Um, I mean, if you're needing some inspiration, that is just a great place. And then just a fun fact, some of the quotes that you see on Get Fit Texas are pulled from those share your stories. And I don't know if anyone has noticed, but maybe you'll see yours. Um, so the most recent one I've seen um, was a DFPS employee um, who she went to her preventive visit and was told she has prediabetes, high blood pressure, um, some liver issues, high cholesterol, and a thyroid imbalance. Um, but she wasn't able to take any medication because of her um, just elevated liver enzymes. So she was really advised just to eat healthy and work out. And she just took this to heart. So she started off walking um, slowly and then built up as she became more comfortable with exercising, then began running on a treadmill, running outside. And then months later, she found herself running. And I think now she has completed a half marathon and working on a full marathon. So that's super impressive. I mean, even for those who have been participating or in exercise regularly, a half or full marathon is really no joke. No. Um, wow. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And she also shared that her labs are back to normal. And so she didn't need any intervention other than, you know, working out and eating healthy. I think that's just really encouraging for others that it's possible. I mean, she also mentioned, you know, don't wait until it's too late. Yeah. Um, just be proactive with your health and just take those small changes. Yeah, absolutely. That is a, I mean, really, this is a good opportunity just to plug get also getting your annual preventive checkup. You know, that's one of the things that we we know it's covered 100% through the health plan and less than half of our population goes to the, to the doctor once a year for the annual preventive screening. Thank you for sharing that story. It's really powerful to see what is possible just by 
taking that first step, you know, just deciding I'm going to participate. I'm going to get up. I'm going to move just a little bit. Not to say that everybody needs to run a half marathon or marathon. Really, that 30 minutes is where we're going to get the most benefit, according to the the research. Is there any other um, from the share your story that you want to share? Oh, yeah. So a lot of employees, they mentioned how maybe COVID might have thrown off their workout habits or just their health in general, but they use Get Fit as like a Kickstarter. Um, I think a common theme is just making those small changes to build those healthy habits over time. I think it's just really impressive that people are able to make those changes and Get Fit is just a small piece that helps them lead a healthier life. Yeah. COVID disrupted literally everything in our lives, you know, and it changed all of our habits. It just kind of like shook us up. (laughs) We've got to figure out how to find our path back. And I think some, some for good and some, some not as good, some of our habits that we created. If anybody's listening to this and still may want to participate and get fit, is it too late to join? So it's actually not too late to join. Registration closes at the end of the challenge, which is April 2nd. But if you have been exercising or completing physical activity um, regularly, you can backlog your physical activity minutes. Um, So that's a good thing to note. Yes, I always, because I keep track of my movement through my Apple Watch, then I'll just go back and log. I mean, I do like a dump log (laughs) go back and I'll log everything at the end of the week. So yeah, you can definitely go back and log in the past. And especially if you have a tracker where you know how much you moved, that's a great way to do that. Yeah. Next year, um, we've added Fitbit, but one of our goals and a lot of our feedback has been based on adding more fitness trackers. So that's something we're looking to do for next year. Oh, that would be amazing just to have it sync up there. Um, Okay. So I've got one kind of bonus question. I just wanted to ask you as a state employee um, at Department of State Health Services, what do you love most about your job and working for DSHS? I think that's or what's unique about my role is that the reach that it can achieve. Um, Sometimes you get lost in the mix just putting out these programs, but you don't really see the results. But something with Get Fit, you can see almost immediately or throughout the duration of the challenge. Um, to think that the initiatives that we work on and, you know, the wellness coordinators supporting wellness, um, just improving the health and bettering the lives of, you know, the state workforce, I think is amazing. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful to get the opportunity to work so closely with you on so many different initiatives. And I think you just do such a great job of bringing everything together and keeping us on track and all the details how are we going to be sharing the winners and what does the award ceremony look like this year? So um, the past two years, the award ceremony has been a webinar um, just due to COVID and restrictions on gathering. But this year we are um, hosting an award ceremony that will involve wellness coordinators and leadership in person. Um, so there we'll have the announcement of the winners, um, but Simultaneously, we'll also have a webcast of the award winners. So um, for those agencies who do watch parties or have events around the award ceremony, um, that'll be available also. So it will be Friday, April 14th um, at 1 p.m. will be the webcast. 
And I already have it on the calendar, the ERS wellness calendar. So if anybody wants to go ahead and register, so you make sure you don't miss it and you can add that to your calendar. That way you can find out who the winners are. I know everybody at ERS will be anxiously awaiting <laughs> to hear if we won. So um, is there anything I missed, Leslie? Did you have anything else that you wanted to add or? Um, not really. I just am really thankful for you, Lacey, for all the wellness coordinators and just really privileged to be part of this effort. I just love feeling supported and being in a field where everyone else is super passionate about the work that they do. Um, yes. It's really uplifting and encouraging. Yes, it certainly is. Well, thank you so much, Leslie. This was great having this conversation with you. And I look forward to sharing this episode so other people can learn more about all the all the work that you put in at DSHS to make Get Fit Texas and all the other initiatives happen for all of us. So thank you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you are interested in learning more about anything we discussed, please check out the show notes. There you will find links to register for the challenge, as well as the award ceremony webcast. So you can find out who won the challenge and all the different categories. And as always, feel free to email me if you have feedback or if you have podcast ideas. My email address is always listed in the show notes. All right. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day.